Hi, I'm Pastor Guy Burke. We welcome you to this week's worship with First Baptist Church Indianola. We also invite you to find out more about us at our website, www.fbcindianola.com. And don't forget to like us on social media. Join us now as we study deep truths from God's holy word. Hey everyone, it's so great to see you tonight, our midweek online Bible study. Thanks for checking it out. Remember, you can always help us out by liking and sharing it. Just helps to get, get it out to more people, get them engaged, get them tuning in, and maybe God will use this time to speak into their heart and their life. And it just means just a couple of clicks can do that. Also, if you're going to check it out on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. We need more subscribers for that specific URL and your subscription can make that happen. We're going to continue this week in our study of the book of Galatians. Paul's letter to the church in Galatia. And as we begin tonight, I just want to recap a little bit. First, we, we learned that as Paul wrote this letter, he went directly after, directly after the heresy and the false teaching that was happening. Now, in a lot of the other letters that Paul writes in the New Testament, he'll give a thanksgiving, he'll begin with a prayer, but not so in, in this letter. In this letter, he went directly at those that were infiltrating the church in Galatia with some other ideas that added on to the gospel. And so Paul not only did he do that, not only did he directly go after that, he went on to defend his apostleship to show that he was a true apostle of the Lord Jesus Christ. And he laid out a case for that. And now in chapter two, he has begun to defend his gospel that he has been sharing. He has gone to Jerusalem to meet with church elders there, and he is presenting that gospel that he's been sharing to the Gentile world. Now, remember, Gentiles in this day and age were anyone outside of Israel. OK, so that was the mindset. And so Paul has been going throughout these journeys, sharing this gospel. And now he's gone to Jerusalem to show and present. We talked about that last week presenting the gospel that he's been sharing. And he did so to understand that he was not running or had not been running in vain. And now tonight, we're going to look at verse three in chapter two, just one verse again tonight. And we're going to see a little bit about what Paul is doing here to build his case for the gospel and, and combat those false teachings of adding on to the gospel. So let's read in Paul's letter to the Galatia church, chapter two, beginning in verse three. But not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, even though he was a Greek. Now, that may seem foreign to us, this idea, but we want to break it down and we want to journey through it. Because really what Paul does here is he uses Titus as an example. He uses Titus, if you will, as exhibit A. Recently, uh, me and my wife, uh, during the cold weather, we were flipping through Netflix and finding a documentary to watch. And we ended up watching uh, this documentary, this crime documentary uh, called The Staircase. And it was all wrapped around this, this death of this lady and whether she was murdered or whether it was an accident. And you really got a behind the scenes look into the justice system and, and interviews with lawyers and defense attorneys and district attorneys and all this was happening. But in the courtroom, as you've seen many times throughout the years, whether on TV or in a documentary or a movie, You've seen that lawyers will present this these types of evidence, this whether it's uh, the, the murder weapon or whether it's something that came from the scene or developing the scene. They're, they're presenting these exhibits to show to the judge and to the jury exactly what's going on and building their case. Well, Paul is continuing to build his case. He is building his case that the gospel that he has been sharing is the pure 
gospel. It hasn't been added to. Nothing has been taken away from it. It is the pure 100% gospel. And he's been presenting that to the elders in Jerusalem. And now he uses Titus as exhibit A. Titus is exhibit A in, the, in this verse. And Paul is really showing this to show what did not take place. Now, this verse is unique in the setting of the New Testament and in this passage and in this letter because scholars go back and forth on some of the translation here in the original language. It seems that Paul has kind of digressed a little bit and, and he's gone away from formal language and he's using more slang and he's, he's gotten there's been some enthusiasm as Paul has written this book. And so as, as he's kind of digressed here, there's some back and forth among scholars on on some of the, the nuances of the language here. But what we learn and what scholars land on is that Titus, yes, he was exhibit A. It was part of Paul defending the gospel he's been sharing and that Titus was not circumcised. Now, this is important because the false teachers that Paul is combating, they are known as Judaizers. And you've heard me say before, as we've studied this letter, that they're adding traditional Jewish expectations to the gospel. They're adding all these layers and levels upon the gospel. And that's why circumcision is part of this discussion. And Paul is showing that Titus was not circumcised and that he was not compelled to be circumcised. But who is Titus? We're seeing that Paul is using Titus as an example here as he writes this letter. But really, who is Titus? Well, Titus, like Timothy, is a protege of Paul. Not only is he a convert, but Paul sees him as a fellow worker, someone that has joined in as a trusted partner in the proclamation and the mission of sharing the gospel. How do we know that? Well, Paul writes about that in 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verse 23 that Titus is a fellow worker and that he has been with Paul and Barnabas on these mission journeys. So, so Titus just, just isn't someone that Paul pulled in off the sidelines, okay? No, Paul sees him as someone that is working alongside him in this mission of sharing the one true gospel. And that Titus, with his Greek heritage, he would have been someone that would have been, uh, that would have likely been influenced to be circumcised if the gospel that Paul hadn't shared with him wasn't true, but that's not the case. Titus was not compelled to take that step. And so what we see here is that Paul is showing with exhibit A of Titus that the gospel he's been sharing is a one true pure gospel. Now, let's think about that term compelled in verse three. It's one of the key words in this verse, this one verse that we're looking at. This term is a, a key component of verse three. And Paul states that Titus was not compelled. But what does that mean? Well, this term in the original language, it carries the sense of to be or become forced to do something. So Paul is saying, look, Titus with the Greek heritage, he could have fallen in line and taken that step of thinking he must be circumcised. But yet he was not circumcised, nor was he compelled or forced to do this. And so we see here as Paul has defended his apostleship, he is now defending the gospel message that he is sharing, that it is the one true gospel. And he uses Titus as exhibit A. And what does Paul show us in this one verse as we think about it? Paul shows that through the gospel that he has shared, there's no need for additions. There's no need to add anything to it. There's no need for us to add something to the gospel. And that's really one of the big takeaways here for tonight. And one of the application points for you and for me as we walk in our faith journey, that when we have the gospel, 
There's no need to add to it. There's no gospel 2.0, if you will. There's the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, which Paul was sharing, and he was combating those false teachings. So let's break it down and think about a few key takeaways as we move forward in our week. The first takeaway for us from this verse is to understand the gospel is sufficient. The gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ is sufficient. We don't, we don't have to add to it. We don't have to get cleaned up before we come to it. The gospel is sufficient for us and for the hope that we have of eternal salvation in Christ. The second key takeaway is the gospel is compelling. Titus was not compelled by the false teachers to take that step of circumcision. But the gospel compels us to faith in Christ alone, that Jesus is the way, the truth and the life and that nobody comes to the Father except through him. The gospel is a compelling case of who Jesus is, what Jesus has done, and that we by faith can join in and be co-heirs with Christ for all eternity. And finally, the gospel is portable. Paul had been taking this gospel wherever he went. He had been influencing people like Titus and others with Greek heritage or other heritages or places that the gospel hadn't been taken before. That's where Paul was going, places like Galatia. And that challenges you and me to take the gospel with us. It's portable. Wherever we go, whatever our walk of life is, whether it's in our home, in the marketplace, relationships in the community, we should be about building the kingdom and sharing the gospel because that's what brings glory to our God. It's the mission he has given us and it's the faith step that we take. And something we need to consider is, is heaven's joy worth our earthly discomfort? Because when the gospel is portable and those that need Christ believe, we learn from the words of Jesus that heaven rejoices. But it may mean we need to step out in faith, even into discomfort, to build the kingdom, make the gospel portable, and live on mission for him. hope that you've been challenged today. I hope that you've been encouraged. I want to pray for you as we conclude tonight. Lord Jesus, we come before you tonight. We thank you for your word. We thank you for how it speaks into our life, into our time. And Lord, I pray for everyone listening tonight. They would be challenged to understand that your gospel is sufficient, that it is compelling, but also that it is portable. Show us how to live out the gospel, live on mission, and glorify you. We pray this in your holy name. Amen.